Welcome to the second part of the 12th of October show with Charlie Kovacs, number 69 V8 Ute Driver. G'day Charlie. G'day John, how are you? JP from Apple Centre Adelaide. Johnny. And uh, Ashley Reverend Dean. <laughs> how are you, Mr Hotlap? Very good mate. Look, we've got a fabulous uh, show for you today. We really have a revealing um, insight to one of the uh, most young and up-and-coming professional drivers in the world at the moment, Alan Simonson, who we are lucky enough to have him competing here in Australia in the V8 Ute Championship, uh, punctuated with a few star performances with the Autobahn team, which is uh, run out of uh, Larry Perkins' stable. He's also going to tell us about his uh, endeavours overseas in British GT Championship where he drives the UBC Ferrari 360 with Hector Lester and the um, Porsche 911 RS in the couple of Le Mans endurance races. A few years old the car but um, nonetheless he's been able to do very well. He's also got a bit of an insight about where he's going in the future and what really some young stars could sort of do if they wanted to get ahead. Scandinavians are a different bu different bunch of people, difficult and different bunch of people to know, and maybe Ellen is one of these people that has not been understood as well as possible yeah. within Australia. This interview, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you will find, will be, thank you for agreeing with me, encouraging <laughs> 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 me from here. Oh, you do what I'm on, I'm not going to do this is the time you drop. No, but seriously, uh, listen to the interview, you'll find it very revealing, and uh, we'll come back after the interview with another lot of crap. From us, not from him. <laughs> Don't try and read those codes. That's what we said last week, one. Yeah, we never know. I might get someone else. <laughs> Alan. Hi. How are you? John Hart from Radio Hotlap. How are you, mate? Very good. How are you, John? Yeah, good, thank you. Let me just put you on the speakerphone, mate. To with us today, we've got uh, John, John Peart from um, Apple Centre Adelaide. Um, Ashley Dean from Draper IT, and no other than none other than Charlie Kovacs from the uh, 69V8U. Mate, uh, tell us about your uh, Bathurst um, weekend with uh, Team Autobahn. I was. Um, it was quite an interesting uh, weekend. Actually, started off really good. We um, we had quite a lot of pace throughout the whole weekend, and. Um, sort of concentrated on getting a good race car, um, which we did, and um, we um, we started the race in uh, 21st position and uh, drove up to 12th, um, sort of after the through the, uh, the race, um, I was battling for position with David Brapham, and going into the chase, I locked the wheels up and ran through the sand trap, unfortunately, taking the front bumper off the car. Um, Mate, you were very unlucky with that because I saw so many people get through that uh, unscathed and uh, as luck it would have it for you, the uh, the, the front uh, fell off and, and got caught up underneath the car and did a bit of damage. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, as you say, it's just, um, just unlucky that, uh, that, that I got caught out, out on that. But, um, you know, you can't, um, you can't have your luck on your side all the time. So um, it did cost us a little bit of time because uh, we had to get a new... Uh, Fixed and got going again. 
submitted and uh, and made the car drivable for one lap, so we could just cross the line and uh, and get a finish for the weekend, which was really important for the team uh, in terms of of, of points. And uh, and on paper, we finished twentieth, even though we were twenty odd laps down. Mate, you've got to finish uh, to be able to uh, get a result. And like you know, like congratulations to you for doing that. It, uh, I, I'm sure you would have been become a little disheartened with that uh, that uh, excursion into the sand trap. Um, and uh, don't don't be too hard on yourself over it. But you know, you were you were right up there, and it was just one of those things. So um, if if it all had gone to plan, I think you would be be looking right up there into into the the, the better half of the of a top ten finish. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think um, I think a top seven was on the boards. Um, definitely, we had, as I said, we had good pace all the way through. But it was one of those races where, unfortunately, um, there was quite a lot of drivers that ran into trouble. It was quite a precious weekend, and, uh, and obviously, um, yeah, as I said, a lot of drivers ran into trouble and, and, and did some mistakes which they probably wouldn't have done under normal circumstances. But there we go. Um, just one of those weekends you've got to learn from it and um, and move on then a couple of weeks time actually a week after this we'll be back on the Gold Coast in the Utes and uh, that's an exciting event up there which favours those who keep off the wall and keep it clean that's right um, it's a bit like Adelaide and a bit like Bathurst really <laughs> you know you've got the walls and you've got the, uh, the street circuit uh, it's obviously going to be very exciting um, Indy's always a bit of a show uh, not only for the racing but for so, so many other things. No, it's definitely a great event to, to, to hang around to and uh, I think everybody will enjoy themselves there. Absolutely. There's a uh, great uh, V8 after party that Royal Harris is putting on on the Saturday night and uh, there's all sorts of information about that on the V8U website that people can um, look at and come along to if they're brave enough to, <laughs> to, to have a drink and a laugh with us all. Alan, uh, Charlie, uh, just as a matter of interest, going back to Bathurst for a minute, the driver pairing and the car, were you happy with that? Oh, absolutely. Um, there was uh, it was a great uh, driver pairing. Alex is a, is a, is, a, is a very good driver and uh, has obviously um, driven the car um, um, in in the races this year. Um, and uh, he came out of Korea Cup last year, having won the championship quite convincingly. So he's a very good driver. But as a, as anyone that enters the V8 Championship for their first year, he's he hasn't had an easy year. Um, but I definitely rate him as a driver. I think he's good. He's level-headed, and uh, and uh, he's done a good job. So um, you know, full credit to him. Yeah, exactly. I I tend to agree with you too, and uh, I'll give you ten points for uh, for having a go. I think you <coughs> you <coughs> excuse me. You're one of the um, um, you know half the field or three quarters of the field that were caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, they just need a little bit of luck to get through. You know, if this didn't happen, if that, that, that didn't happen, I think you could ask just about every team along the pit row as to, uh, you know, why they didn't finish any higher. And uh, they would all say, we just needed a little bit of luck. And that's really, when you put it luck in inverted commas, that's what it's all about. You can't say how big it is or how small it is. It's just, you just need that little bit of luck. That's right. I mean, last year um, I was driving the Gary Rogers car with, with Nathan Pretty, and um, we didn't have the sort of pace we had this year. As I said before, we, this year we had good pace, and we were definitely running, running, um, running strongly. And um, last year we, we we had the lock on our side, and we 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 didn't run into problems. Uh, we kept going around. We pitted when the safety car was out, and we finished tenth. Um, so you can finish 10th easily at Bathurst if you can have a clean run and be in um, and, and be in the right place at the right time rather than the other way around. Oh, um, yeah. 
many people was unlucky. It wasn't. It wasn't just us. You know, it's it's just one of those ring race. It's just one of those weekends at, at that race. You know, that's obviously why it's such a great race. Yeah. Because anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And uh, you know, it, you might think you're going okay until uh, lap 100 and until 10 laps from the finish or 20 laps from the finish. Um, if you right. if you've had a shit of a day. Uh, to get caught up in the uh, Ambrose uh, Murphy deal, just absolutely tops your day. I'll say you might as well go and slash your wrists or, or get on the booze because uh, those sort of things just you don't need those towards the end of the day, do you? No, I mean you're absolutely right in that. We could have we could have been running in the top five as well as many of the others guys, and and then with that with that close to the, being caught up in someone else's accident, you know that would have been even worse. Um, but I'm happy that we actually did get the car across the line because it mean, means that it's now got the entry for, for the remaining of the year for oh, so that was our second priority if we couldn't get it in the top 10 so we sort of half accomplished even though we, we had a few excuse guys yeah all of all those cars you've got to get it across the line you have to right. get it across the line doesn't matter how bad things are what sort of day you had you have to get it across the line to get the jacket flag yeah Alan, there'd be few other people in the uh, V8 supercar race at Bathurst that had done as many race miles uh, in the year other than yourself. Um, maybe David Brabham, who you had partnered last year to uh, enormous success in the Coopers uh, Ferrari 550 and the Bahrain GT Festival. So the, the travelling between the Northern Hemisphere doing the British GT Championship and some of the selected Le Mans endurance races is obviously um, helping your uh, cause for finding a full-time V8 supercar drive but not specifically talking about that I notice now that you're moving on to be driving at, as the lead Ferrari driver in the um, A1 GP the inaugural event to be held at, uh, at Eastern Creek uh, November 4 to 6 in the um, ex uh, SMCO racing Ferrari that Johnny Milam had driven to such success in the American Le Mans series. Yeah. That's right. Um, there's, there's, there's been quite a lot of the agenda this year. It's uh, been a very busy year. Um, as much as concentrating on the very there's, there's always, I, I knew that there was going to be a lot of other things going on, and, and, and driving, uh, driving the SMCO Ferrari is going to be pretty exciting too. Obviously, if the uh, the crowd at Eastern Creek is going to be as big as it was at Brands Hatch when the uh, when the A1 we visit we sit there, it's going to be a pretty pretty amazing event. Um, on the V8 front, obviously after after Bathurst race, there'll be 32, 34 other drivers standing there uh, that would like to to get a full time kick, um, as well as myself. Um, so look, I've just I've just I've just been happy with uh, with the experience that we've got out of it and. Uh, Look, I don't think anyone could say that you are uh, anything less than a highly versatile driver um, in, in, in all categories and, and, and both seasons, really. That's right. I mean, um, I, think, um, I think it's important as a driver, especially for me not being an Australia, Australian citizen, is that um, it's quite important, has been for all my career, that I have driven a lot of different cars so that I don't get locked into one thing. Um, which means that you know you can move on if things if things start to change and you're not and you're not getting the drives that you would like to drive. Well, I'm quite fortunate in the in the fact that I've got good connections in Europe. I've lived in England and and have some very good connections there as well to, to drive. Um, so it's 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 just the um, the fact that I, I do travel a lot and do all these races that sort of led to that, and I'm really um, really happy for that. 
Good on you, mate. Thanks for talking to us today. We'll see you up at Surfers. And um, oh, Charlie, you got one more question? Would you? Oh, just just a, uh, one quick one, Alan. I, don't be too disheartened by the fact that you know sometimes in the Utes and some drivers might assume that the Utes are all it is in the world. There's a few of us who understand, who have done Nuremberg and, and a few races overseas, who understand that there is more to life than just the Utes. I'm, I'm, I, I really am impressed with with your your history to date and where you've been and what you've done, and it's it's good to see someone who's who's been there and done that to a certain degree, or at least trying to. You, what's what's your first preference? Is it supercars in Australia, or is it um, is it uh, something overseas? Um, well, just firstly on the first thing you said there, um, in with the youth, I mean, when 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 this when the season started um, this year and uh, and I uh, I finished last year driving with the uh, with the sports cars, I would li- like to stay because I enjoy being in Australia and I enjoy the people here and I think um, I think it's a great lifestyle and, and really uh, nice people non-stop. But the class um, of dri- but the class of driving is is not the same, you know, not you're not running against against the best in the country, uh, the best in the country in the class or, or against yeah, international but, but, drivers? But I, I, when, I, when, I, when I sat down and looked at the, at the racing year for, for, for this coming year here, I thought, but sat down and thought, what, is, what are the options? And the options were with, with the V8 Utes. I probably didn't look so much of, of what the car was, but I looked at it as, I looked at it at a, at a package and I could see that there were some great drivers in it as well as the package in terms of the, the way the Australian public loves the Utes and they love to watch the way they, they get driven um, and the coverage that it gets, which I think is more important than the way the car performs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and that, that, was sort of the, uh, that was sort of the attraction because I've had a lot of people from the UK asking me the question when I'm over there, say, how can you drive 500 horsepower sports cars and then go back and drive something that's so similar to a road car, and I have to explain to them as well that it's the that that this package that's that's put up around the Utes is is, is actually very good, and there's some very good drivers in it, which has attract uh, attract me, and I, I really enjoyed that. Um, now the last couple of races has, as you said, been a little bit tough. I think I think that the Ute racing is tough in in itself, and there's obviously been a few few uh, drivers within the championship which has got something against me for some reason or another and they have made their comment out and somebody has, has agreed with them, somebody hasn't and I think it's been more a storm in a teacup of, of what's really happened uh, but there has been things that pointed at me and I can't really do anything in that other than acknowledge what, what people think and, and, and do but I think that most of the things that's been said and done has been wrong but you know I can only say my opinion and I was pretty pleased driving at Bathurst and having quite a lot of people coming up to me over the weekend and say that some of the people and some of the comments that's been done uh, over the uh, the past month has been absolutely rubbish and, and, and they I didn't really understand why they were. But, you know, everyone have, have their rights to have their own opinions. Well, don't, don't, get, don't get too bogged down in, in, in our own little world with the Utes. Uh, you know, there is more to life than, than the Utes and you've experienced it and a few other people have. So it's... It really is a big picture thing, and and you've chosen this path for various reasons, and I can understand why. The ha, I should ask the question: How amongst the amongst the the current category in of the drivers in the Utes, <coughs> and with your experience in in driving 
various range of sports cars and production cars. Is there, is there, are there some good drivers in there? Oh, absolutely. I can see there's there's a lot of good drivers. There's obviously some established drivers, which has, um, which has um, got a very good understanding on how to drive a Ute and get the most out of it. Which is full credit to them, and and obviously because they have been driving, uh, driving those cars for uh, for a long time, and they know how to do it. Then you have some younger guys, which is um, which has come in and um, and has proven to be quick straight away. Uh, and probably will have a great, great future as well. But that does, um, that, that, that does, I definitely think there's a lot of talent. They're both young and old. But I think what some of the younger talent in the in the class need to realise is that if they want to be a respected driver, and eventually, I, I think most of the young drivers would like to be a, a professional driver, actually getting for, for driving, which I have been been since four years. Now. And in order to be that, you need to be a little bit more careful in, in the comments that you make on other people because comes around, goes around. And if someone asks me on advice on, on versus driver, which happens all the time, like you need to make sure that the people that you're driving, when you get good drivers in Europe, that you keep friends with people. Yeah. And obviously if people are bagging you without, without reason, well, they can be sure that that the people that you know never going to get any favours back, and I think some of the young drivers in, in the championship need to understand that a little bit no, before I, they, if they, if they want to have a future either in V8 or anything else. I quite agree, and and, and sometimes your your attitude might be taken as a little bit arrogant in some respects, and, and I'll cut to the chase. But at the end of the day, the, the fact that you've you've driven various classes in numerous places around the world, you can't you can't be you can't be friends to everybody, and and, and the Utes are a, 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 not a unique class, but they are a, 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 a strictly Australian class. It's it's hard to be diplomatic from England to Europe to Japan to Australia. You, you that's can't right, you, right. you can't be everybody to everybody. It doesn't work that way. No, no. And and you, uh, you, what you say is, and I've heard this before, and and and, and people people find find my attitude arrogant and maybe not so chatty. Now, what some people have got to understand is that, for instance, if you if you look back to Mika Hakkinen and Kimi Raikkonen, who is from the same part of the world as I am, people always say, why do these guys never smile? What's wrong with, why, why do they always look like they don't enjoy life? And why do they never talk? And why don't they never hang around with people? Well, the thing is, you're from different parts of the world and you have different expre- expressions on your face and stuff. And, you know, it could very well be that you're just a different personality than other people. It doesn't mean that you are an arrogant person or, or that. And I think a lot of people read read Scandinavian people uh, wrong, yeah. um, which is, you know, maybe we need to go more out of our way to prove that this is not the way it is. But people have their right to, to, to do what they want. But I think most people do actually read us wrong and, and it, it's not really the way it is. Well, let me assure you that, uh, that there's a few of us who respect what you've done and um, and understand where you're coming from uh, and whether they're jealous or whether they appreciate what you've done it's uh, it's irrelevant but I understand and that's the best part about it so that's right I mean it doesn't matter. I mean as you say uh, before it's um, at the end of the day it's, it's competitive everyone wants to win if they don't want to win they shouldn't really be in it well we've and, all, we've uh, got a job to do haven't we and I was, I was a funny the guy that was partnering um, partnering um, uh, Craig Lance at the mountain, Ivan Miller, who won at Sandown, 
he's uh, he, he him and Jason Plato are the two most on-right drivers in England, and uh, they are also the two drivers which are the most successful in the British Touring Car Championship. Uh, there was quite a big screaming where where Ivan Miller was saying that he, he doesn't race to make friends; he do, he raced because it is his living. And it might sound really tough, but at the end of the day. It is right, you know, you would like to race and still keep friends, but at the end of the day, you can't keep everyone happy, and that's just the way it's going to be, unfortunately. Yeah, but Jason and Ivan just racing the same two-litre stuff, or the, or the, or the uh, British touring cars, if, if, if they race around the world, you probably have a broader understanding of, of, you might tend to change your attitude a little bit because you race across various continents, whereas those folks might not on a regular occasion like you do. You do, I mean, it is a complete, it's a completely different 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 approach that you have to take to, to any car you race and I think when you race with the, when you race with a car like a, a Ute um, which is, is not a super quick car and it's quite a low grip car and um, you tend to have a lot more um, uh, scrubs and rocks because you have the nature of, of many cars they're all the same and, uh, and you have a, a different drivers experienced, <coughs> unexperienced Older drivers, younger drivers. Whereas you find in, if you drive, for instance, sports cars, uh, which are worth million million dollars each a piece, uh, and they're very different in performance. And the, the drivers, you to see the field getting spread more, and, you, and the races because the races are all a lot longer. Yeah. People don't defend their positions as much. Yeah. You, if you if you pull out to make an overtaking. Well, if you're driving a Ute, you'll defend around the outside, even if you have to go around the curb, the grass, or whatever, which is sort of the nature with the Utes, that you, you, you never let go of your position. See, that doesn't happen as much with sports cars, because you know the race is so long that you will always either gain the place forwards or backwards, or the other thing is that the car is so valuable and, and that you can't simply afford to... Uh, put a mark on it. So <laughs> it's definitely a different approach that you'll have in, in any of the racing that you, you're doing. But it's not win at all costs, though, is it? Not at all, no. I no. mean, it's, uh, okay. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely not. Alan, thanks for taking the time this afternoon to have a chat to us, and I'm, 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 I'm confident that people who listen to this podcast will, will learn more about your character and your, your skills and understand how <coughs> the how the variety of um, machinery you've driven in the different categories around the world has aided you in your 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 quest for um, a professional or like rather a more full-time role in a specific category and i think there's a lot of people that probably miscommunicate jealousy for the position that you're in there um, the cultures are very, very different, yeah. and it's important to know that you've come from a background of talent and not from money, and there are many people that have bought their way into these sports. So uh, I, for one, welcome you very much into the Australian and the Southern Hemisphere community, and I'm sure that all of those sitting around us um, do. So mate, we... Um, we uh, so it's a hot laps own Alan Simon's energy? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No, but, 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 but I, I can say that having having worked a couple of years with Yang Magnuson um, and, and Panos in the Le Mans, I, I, I got to understand his uh, mm, mm. his sort of psyche and, and, exactly and right, working yeah. with those sorts of guys and, yeah. and Ben Lurenberger from Germany and just, yeah, yeah, yeah they are quite... Well, it's different. I mean, at the end of the day, you're, 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 you're dealing with people that's born one way of the world and the... Uh, and, and people that's born on the other other side of the globe, do you know what I mean? Like, it has to, it has to be different. Like, and 
to do with jealousy as well. But you know what I reckon? I reckon that people should just inspire instead of. And people came, if people came and asked me, which a lot of people have, young kids that I've helped here um, that wanted to go and do other stuff, uh, like the knowledge that I have from Europe and the contacts that I have there is quite enormous, and I could actually help a lot of young kids because I've been there and I've gone through it all. But rather, people people would rather want to you know fight with me, which is the very very wrong way to do with someone like myself that have a lot of contacts there. Because if any of those guys would ever ring and say, "Oh, do you reckon this guy's any good?" Well, do you know what I mean? Like you you got to sort of look at it at, at the other at the other way, you know. And and, and I'll, I'll be happy to help young kids on the way because I've been there myself and done it, and I'm just happy now to to do what I'm doing. And uh, and I think need to take a different yeah, approach isn't, in, isn't, isn't in Australia somewhat unique attack pro approach which has been taken the last couple of months isn't isn't Australia somewhat unique like we 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 think the world revolves around us uh, I think so but um, we, we haven't we haven't got the world we're not a part of a European continent we're not a part of a of a of a an overseas continent we are our own little place in the middle of nowhere that's right, but a lot of young drivers have the, uh, they really want to go overseas and they really want to go and drive. I mean, the, the young kids that come into the V8 Youth Championship, they don't, they don't, they don't want to join the V8 Youth Championship because they want to drive in it for the next 20 years. They want to use it as a stepping stone and they would like to go, go and do something better, bigger and better. Probably the V8 Supercars for some of them, but some of them would like to go overseas and, and uh, well, instead of fighting, why, why don't come and talk and, and, and get advice and stuff? You know? So, at the end of the day, it's, it's a two-way operation, and, um, you know, there we go. <laughs> Alan, just one last question, this is completely on a different subject. I'm sure everyone would be really like to know, what was it like to drive the McLaren F1 road car at uh, the Australian Grand Prix this year? Um, it, was, it was pretty good. It's a very, very, very fast car, obviously. It's was the fastest ever uh, production car. I should, and, uh, I should, I should say it was. Mm. The Bugatti now, <laughs> the Bugatti now is good for 400 and something. <laughs> 403, isn't it? <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's funny because it was the only, it was the only, um, it's the only McLaren in, in Australia, but there's actually not now just been a, another one brought in, um, which we're going to take to Phil on the 7th of uh, November to oh, do some more hot laps in it. Um, and another exciting thing is that um, when the classic Adelaide rally is on uh, in November, uh, I'll probably be driving a, a Ferrari Triple Three SP on the parade there, which is going to be the quickest yeah, Ferrari yeah. around Australia. So oh, way to go, right? that one as well. Is that, is that one of the open uh, open cars that Max Pappas had run over in uh, America? Yeah, they're the ones that they uh, they ran uh, three or four years back. So yeah, a. a, a Formula One Ferrari engine in it with 700 horsepower and it weighs 8 to 900 kilos. Well, Alan, thanks for your frank discussion this afternoon. I hope uh, uh, people really um, enjoy the, the conversation. Uh, we'll be running a couple of cars ourselves over here at Classic Adelaide and look forward to seeing you here this week and also next week at uh, Indy. You're welcome and thank you very much as well. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Charlie. Cheers, mate. See you, mate. Thanks, bye. Ash, what have you got for us? You've been Mr. Gadget. I have. Uh, <laughs> I've been searching the web with um, with Endeavour over the last couple of days, and uh, found something called, and I have to say this carefully, Aquarium Aquarium I'm sure that's how it was. And um, okay, what it is is that um, it's an aquarium 
that uh, takes the place or substitutes for your toilet system. And there's fish in it. Yeah. And and uh, it, it it has the float and all the other you know apparatus, yep. and so you're doing having a twinkle or you know whatever you might do there obviously, and you've got the fish looking at you while you're doing it. Well, what happens when you press the flash button? <laughs> I'm yet to find that. <laughs> 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 they said what happens next, Link, and it uh, yeah it, it, you know it wasn't good. It was it like the Terminator. So it sounded like it was like a double walled sort of system, so that the fish swam on the outer bit, but the inner bit is which that kept cleansing the uh, receptacle. I'm curious. Do you have to feed the fish, or do they get their their nutrients from your body don't, excrement? Don't, 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 don't. Are you sure it's not? Are you sure it's not a Fisher Price toy? No, it's a working. To use the you know Australian vernacular, it is a working dunny. You know, fully you know fully functional. Um, and um, here where we are in South Australia now, of course, you would, uh, if you had any kind of fishing background, you would realise that we have been calling, um, for years and years and years, we've been calling uh, a fish called a leather jacket here, which has been called in the tens of millions. We have been calling them shitfish since <laughs> the Dead Sea was merely sick. And now you actually have a literal shitfish. And it's in, in the show gone down there. He asked me at the beginning, yeah. was I allowed to say anything like that? Well, <laughs> well, well, now we've got to put that little blooper <laughs> on the uh, iTunes music site that's all explicit language. Well, I did call it crapfish, but it's just not the same called brownfish. Well, I'm glad you didn't say that. that was yeah. Good, yeah. So, um, look, I'll be doing some more research on it. Uh, price, you know, full functionality and the like. When you say research on it, you're not going to... No, no, no. Well, I'd rather say on it than in it. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was something interesting because, um, and, sorry, and here's something, no, it does actually come with, now, here is the motorsport connection, true story, it actually comes with rear vision mirrors. So when you're going around the other way, when you're doing a number two, you have rear vision mirrors and you can see the fish. Uh, wow. I'm not how, good, how good is that? How good is that? Yeah. It could have worked the other way, but if you're day number one, then somebody's who's coming up behind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. That's true. I guess all that's missing is for some, you know, some apple guy. Anyway, we'll be speaking to Ashley in a couple oh, of so minutes. Go, Some apple guy to just come up with an idea. Just put your iPod on the edge of it so you can have, you know, relaxing music through your iTunes whilst you're looking at the fish. How's your Fart game, mate. What are you on to now? <laughs> uh, I'm on to um, Royals. <laughs> <laughs> apologies to Rail. <laughs> yeah, apologies to Rail indeed. I'm on the uh, old speckled hen English fine ale. Now, I must say, I've never had this one before. I've had Ruddles before. Trying to, trying to see where it actually comes from. Look, I think we're getting on to quite a long show here, but I think what we'll do is uh, we'll get, um, we'll, we'll ring our mate Alan Simonson. Here we go. Who's just ringing in here on his own? Hey, Mark Bryant. You're the business no. development manager for me, I, I believe. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> go yeah, on. One of my uh, wonderful unpaid jobs, but we won't go there, John. Okay. Uh, Checks in the mail. Currently, <laughs> we're working on the um, on the Camaro, '69 Camaro, the classic Adelaide, and probably later on we'll start it this year, the Melbourne uh, Sprint. And as usual, races, we've got no front, we've got the front clip off, no front end, 
no problem. You'll get it done. Hey, standard procedure. Look, uh, Charlie and I were just about to bring up the issue of Mount Buller Spring, and it was a fabulous event. We both uh, did a fantastic job. Yeah, well, I think we're going to have to bring up the issue of Mount Buller Spring, and it was a fabulous event. We both uh, did uh, last year, and I was with you um, looking out the window for the first lap, uh, Mark. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> after I decided it was. Charlie, here's John. He's first time ever in the navigator seat, and he's looking out the side window, and I'm going, John, you're supposed to be telling me what's coming around the corner. How good is that? And we've got that bloody sick little uh, left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah, if you dangle the left hand wheel over the side, side of the 2,000 foot drop. Yeah, well, I'm getting this shit. How fast are we going? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about how fast you go. It's when the passenger co- comes in your driver's seat thinking, I'm not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to wear a full face helmet last, next time because of the backhander he gave me after that first lap. I've learned to, to keep my head down and just call the numbers for him. But yeah, you're no better than full face helmets. You can't have a fan, can you, Charlie? No, you're better right there. Yeah, exactly. It was a pretty good event, and um, I hope you guys are going to be, uh, well, Mark and I, we're in, aren't we? Yeah, we're definitely in. It's, it's bigger and better this year. There's, uh, talking to Peter Washington uh, currently, and it looks like he's got some big name acts for the final night on the, uh, I think it's going to be the Sunday this time, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. And we get a lot more runs, Charlie. I don't know if you know, we're running, starting on the Thursday, we're going to do three or four laps of uh, Mansfield, the town. And then we get the first run Friday, Saturday, Sunday on the mountain. Yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic. Actually, Mansfield, Mansfield's going to go berserk because we're going to be spending a, a bit more time down there and uh, and they're promoting it a lot better now as well. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be a civic function too. I don't know if we'll get to that. Oh, that'll be all bowing and scraping with the Lord Mayor, won't it? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think the, number, the entries are uh, just about uh, chocolate block as well. What I've been trying to do is get a few of you guys to come. Oh, okay, yep. The problem we got is that a week after we're supposed to be in uh, in New Zealand with the Utes. Oh, so that's going to go ahead, is that sort of well, yeah, now? Yeah, it sort of half looks that way, but the Mount Bonnestone is, uh, is really where I want to be and, and what I want to do, because I think it's a bloody great event. I had such a great time. All my crew had a great time. It's, you just... Unless you've done it, you can't talk about it. It's, yeah, it's, that's right, Charlie. And, and this year we'll invite you to the special lamb roast we have on Saturday night. <laughs> 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 it, 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 that came back to Adelaide in the car. That is another story. And, and, <laughs> and my co, uh, co-roast host <laughs> is, uh, is none other than Glenn Code, who will um, be involved with that carving procedure. Yeah. Well, I, I just, uh, just We're running a little bit short on time here today, but uh, I just thought we'd tell everybody if they want to find out a little bit more about that event, go to www.mountbullersprint.com. Uh, Hot Lap will be producing a new juicy website for them a little later in the year when um, Rail finishes his body exams yeah, and, and gets his finger out. Manage, we can get the uh, manager director, John Hart, off his backside to get working on it. Along <laughs> with a few other projects. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll ring you after the show and talk about that, mate. Oh, thank you. All right, see you later. Right, well, there you go. At least we got that little one out of the out of the the, the way. And yeah, Mark will be over here in a um, in a few weeks' time for Classic Adelaide yeah. in the '69 Camaro, and um, I'll be on what a, what a on, great member. on roast duties. And, and Russ, the uh, long-haired sausage dog, will also be travelling around yeah. on the event. And that's a pretty busy week because we, we we come back from. Uh, from the final round and the uh, the Galar performance dinner uh, <laughs> on the Sunday night at Simmons Plains from the V8 Ute Series and the Supercar round, and then we've got Classic Adelaide Prologue on the Wednesday. It also happens to be that because I'm 
building Eclipse 500 website for the fifth year in a row that we launched that on the Friday. Well, well and done. I can't tell you anything about what's going on there. I have seen the designs today and they are, they are very interesting. I can't tell you a thing about that or it'll be shot and I won't be doing a sixth one. But um, I don't know how I'm going to be in two places at the same time. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's going to be another, another great event as it always is. Well, I'm impressed. Well done. Well done. Thanks for listening to the second episode of Radio Hotlap. Um, we'll head north to Indy next weekend for the... I'm not quite sure what number that is in the series, but uh, towards the end of the CART program, where they all come across from America and enjoy the sun, beer and gorgeous women that Australia offers in the Queensland Gold Coast area. It's the third last round of the V8 Supercar Championship, the next one after Bathurst. It's only been uh, 10 days that they've had to repair the damage since Bathurst and it'll be pretty interesting to see what sort of goes on. Will there still be some tension in the air between Greg Murphy and Marcus Ambrose? Sure, we all hope so. The V8 Utes make themselves onto the track for the uh, penultimate round following um, uh, the uh, round they just had at Sandown. And the, the highlight event would have to be the Friday night reverse grid night race around the streets of... Uh, of Surfers Paradise, an event not to be missed. I'd like to thank Ashley Dean and uh, and JP for uh, joining us today, Alan Simonson for making the time to make the call, and Paul Ryan, of course, for uh, wasting Multimatic's uh, phone bill by ringing us from the UK. We'll uh, be talking to you next week with a few drivers, no doubt, from um, the Surfers area. Look, hang loose. Sorry about the audio quality. Um, got any ideas? Tell us uh, at. Uh, John at hotlap.com.au, spell it J-O-N, and um, be as abusive or as, uh, as um, placating as you like. Thanks for listening. <laughs>